sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. Chair of that's the sound of that chair creaking is Pat. Uh, this is John. And this week and we're doing uh, games, games, yeah, games. Not? Yeah, it'll be thrilling. Uh, okay, so now. And this is Patrick Riccardi. You didn't let me introduce myself. I yeah, introduced it's... you for yourself. Yeah, uh, but I don't want my I don't want my chair to speak for me. Uh, all right. So what's Maybe your what's your problem now with uh. The Wire? So, last week, uh, you tried to force me to do every episode of The Wire, and I said yes since we were on the air and everybody was listening, all five of you. And I, I thought about it during the week, and there's like 75 podcasts about The Wire, so I don't want to do every single episode. I think I'll – I agree to do like uh, five episodes, one for each season, and next week we're going to do the – and yeah, I just want to do like an episode for each season. But my counterproposal is – I think we should do every single episode of Get a Life versus other sitcoms. Okay, yeah, we could totally do that. Um, well, see, here's my thing. You, the reason I had the idea was... To force me to watch it. No, because uh, we have so much fucking trouble coming up with ideas, hence our game show today, that if you watch <laughs> an entire season, like you don't have to think about what you're right. going to do for the next That's episode. That's why my counterproposal is uh, Get a Life. Yeah, I mean, I'll do get a life, for sure. Every single episode, so that takes up a lot of time. I just didn't want to do 75 episodes of The Wire when that's like such a cliche. There's so many podcasts no, about no, The Wire already. There's not any podcast about The Wire versus something else. Well, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna do the entire series. I was saying the first season. Oh, I thought you were saying all five seasons. Still, I like my idea better. No, we'll do them both. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> settled. Uh. What was I going to say? Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll figure it all out. Um, and I had another idea aside from games, so I don't think coming up with ideas is that hard. Plus, we have a movie coming up, movie idea coming up. We just just haven't done. Yeah, two of them. I know. I got to get. Yeah, I got to get my shit together. I mean, I don't know. I am the one, always the one. Gotta give everybody their free movies. I mean, they're paid for Cause, movies that I buy off Amazon and ship to them. Because you're volunteered and you're wealthy. Oh, that's definitely not true. Wait. Which part? Uh, either. I, you you have to be far more wealthy than I am. That's all I can think. I don't live in Oakland in the same estate as both Diane Feinstein and Jason Manzukis. It was Barbara Boxer. I wish Jason Manzukis lived in my building. Um, <clears throat> but she moved out. She's like, fuck this ghetto-ass town. And she was replaced by the owner of Tumblr. Ugh. I wonder, does Tum, like, is Tumblr another dot? Like, uh, they, are they millionaires? I, I don't. I can't. Are they owned by someone? Is that? I don't really know how that stuff works. I guess. I don't know. Do not care. I'm sure they're. <laughs> do I mean the model now for all these fucking companies is like, you don't even have to make a profit, but you know you're worth tons of money from stocks and shit right yeah yeah like and it works out i guess for some of them yeah fuck jeff bezos is like over the hundred billion dollar mark now 
still don't know if Amazon's making any kind of profit. Um, but yeah, I mean, we might, I don't think we have CEOs living in our building, but there's definitely a lot of tech people because I can't figure out any other reason like these 20 fucking four year olds are able to afford a condo in Oakland. Has that, is the population in that building changed since you moved in? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. 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 So you've been like, wh- who was, who was there when you guys first moved in there? What kind of population was it? I mean, it was pretty varied. Um, it was like, as far as like, uh, ethnicity and stuff, it was pretty diverse. It's becoming more and more white for sure. Okay. And more people like, you know, some, when we first bought it, it was some like retired people and then you know just a bunch of working people of all different stripes you know like we have a judge and then we have like you know just working class couples and yeah Mm -hmm. working class did i say middle class more like i guess but but then once the once the the property got so high it was too much for them to resist and they sold and moved someplace cheaper maybe well yeah once the property got Yeah, that's exactly what my guess, like, they sold for a shitload of money, and then, although, but, I don't know where they moved cheaper, like, to another state? I don't know. Or did they just move, you know, to way out to the suburbs, which is its own nightmare scenario, but, yeah, I have no idea. It's interesting, though, that it's like your building is the, like, a microcosm of the entire area. I know, for sure, dude. Yeah. Not, I don't love it. I'm, I'm always shocked when I look at Philadelphia and see how cheap houses are out there, man. Shit. There's some expensive ones. Well, yeah, there's expensive ones everywhere. There are states. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you see that you see cheap and you see three million, and that's why you're supplying us with the, uh, with the uh, audiovisual. Plus, yeah. weren't you in the AV club in high school? I was not. I don't. I don't think my high school had an AV club. Ours probably did, but God knows what they did. Like we, I don't know if you're watching, like if you're still watching AP Bio, where they had like the morning announcements, and it's like a video, and we didn't have anything like that. No. Yeah. I am still watching it, and actually, the the episode that aired this week has has convinced me that it's going to be good because it was, it's leaps and bounds better than what has come before. So I'm I'm more confident in it than I was before. Yeah, that's good. Although, yeah, I I felt like it was a little bit to pat the his like turnaround into being a good guy but yeah no i know what you mean yeah but the the good guy they made him into being was an asshole so it was pretty kind of true yeah and i hope aaron hayes is a regular cast member because her character is great and uh i just like her as an actress and i think she got a real deal on that stupid kevin james show i hope lisa loeb is a regular actress <laughs> <laughs> that was a great touch <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, so we're, this week we are doing, uh, we're going to do this IMDB game again. Well, it's not the IMDB game, it's a, who knows what Cast. it is. Casting, Cast. yeah, recasting. We take two movies, uh, we did a scientific method to cl- uh, pick these movies out, one from 87, one from 2017, and we are forced to recast them from one to the other. All right, so your two movies that you want to do... Which I've only seen one of. As have I. 
we're going to recast The Shape of Water, excuse me, with Baby Boom and vice versa. All right. So let's take a look at Baby Boom's cast. So, First, let's just read a quick synopsis of what Baby Baby Boom is about, since we neither of us watched it, and I am 100% sure that no one who's listening to this has ever watched it, and it's called Baby Boom, and it's the life of a super yuppie JC is thrown into turmoil when she inherits a baby from a distant relative, which happens all the time, so this is true to life. Yeah, I, I think that's what you do, right? You leave people babies in your will mm-hmm. when you kick off. Uh, oh, there's also a storyline, but that looks way too... Oh, because it's written by a, some dumb, dumb u- user or reader. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't, skip that. Well, not only a reader, but a reader who has, still has an AOL.com address. Yep. Although, who knows? Well, no, yep. it still was too late in the day by the time IMDB was out to have an AOL address. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, fuck your little synopsis, dude. So IMDB existed, like, in 97. The, uh, but nobody the, used it. I did. Did it you? Called, it was called Cardiff's Internet Movie Database. And it was yeah, yeah. Some dude in, in Britain. And I used to look at it all the time because it was awesome. And then uh, and then it became IMDb. And then it got bought by Amazon. And now it's more advertising for Amazon than anything else. And this has been a whole Amazon podcast. Thank you, Amazon, for the money. Yeah. That's another uh, little microcosm of what's going on in the world. Uh, all right. Let's look at this cast. And this is not a Woody Allen movie, so we can do it without uh, guilt. Directed by Charles Shire. Oh, Charles. He Was he from the Shire? I don't know, but he was in charge. He definitely was on this movie. And, I mean, I just assume it's genius, but... His list of movies are all movies I'd never want to say. Irreconcilable Differences. Nope. Private, Drew Barrymore, uh, Suzer Parents. Yeah, no. Baby Boom, Father of the Bride, which is the Steve Martin remake, right? Yes, yep. I have, and, se- which I have seen, and it's yeah, you don't want to see it. I, I love Trouble, which I've never heard of. Nope. That's Julia Roberts and Nick Nolte. The finally, those are oh, paired yeah. together. Uh, Father of the Bride Part Two, Affair of the Necklace, Alfie, and then they stopped letting him do movies and everything's TV movie wise. Alfie was that Jude Law remake yeah, of the Michael King. I Kane. saw that as well. Really, was it good? It was okay. I mean, it was, you know, it was probably on the level of Baby Boom. Uh, it's not anything you need to see. That's high praise for Baby Boom. You know what's going to happen. All right, so this is a movie about a woman uh, who inherits a baby from a dead relative, I'm assuming. And she, But she, oh, right, it says she's a yuppie. Yeah, she, on and the, you, on the poster, she's like, yeah, she's dressed yeah. in business suit with a briefcase carrying a baby mm-hmm. oh diane keaton you always were good at picking comedies so the cast is uh diane keaton sam shepherd oh harold ramus and then a bunch of people i don't know and then james spader i assume he played a scumbag because this was 87 linda ellerby what Oh, she's the narrator. Do you remember her? She had, like, a news? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's weird. Anyway, e- yeah, all right. And then we're Mary doing Gross. It. She's from oh. Saturday Night Live, right? Saturday Night Live. Yep. Yep. And uh, Pat Hingle, who played Commissioner Gordon in the... Uh, Hingle. The Batman movies. Oh, yeah. Timber- I recognize movies. his face. He's a character actor. Um, 
Is he still alive? Oh no, he died in 2009. R.I.P. Alright. Just to say rip. Rest in pieces. Then we have The Shape of Water. Uh, more people I don't really know. Sally Hawkins? Well, I've seen this movie, so I know them from that. But I don't think I've seen Sally Hawkins in anything else. I was thinking about that the other day. Have you seen her other movies? Just went to the she Sally has... Hawkins dances as a kid. As a kid. I've, I mean, I've seen Michael Shannon oh. and all kinds of stuff, but... Yeah. Wait. Yeah, well, I was never able to go to Sally Hawkins dances because none of the... the uh, who is it to ask you for Sally Hawkins dance? So the, the, the five foot seven women with green eyes never wanted to ask me to go. Wait, what? What does that mean? That's how Sally Hawkins dances worked, according to people who told me that's why nobody asked me. Oh, yeah. No, you, they were right. Okay. So you got Sally Hawkins, Michael Shannon, Richard Jenkins, Octavia Spencer, and then a bunch of other people who don't really matter. Uh, I see why you why you do you really do need to see the movie, but I'm, I'm still all in for this game. Yeah, who cares? Um, do you yeah. want to cast Shape of Water first? Because yeah. that's going to be well, the one. I will say, uh, I didn't think the Shape of Water was all that great. I thought it was very uh, run of the mill. It looked excellent. I would, I, I mean, story-wise, I thought it was. I think it's a not I surprising, still... and I thought Michael Shannon was way too over the top as written as just pure evil. I always, I never really liked that. It's too cartoonish for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care for that. But I think the performances and the look of the movie made it better than the story. Because I mean, I've seen a few people say this is not my idea, but it really is a splash. But that I think the story oh, is yeah. over overridden by how great the performance. I mean, Shelley Hawkins was awesome in it, and Richard Jenkins was, as he always is, very good. And the, the cast was just very, very good in this movie. So I think that that made a story that I guess you're right, it was run of the mill, but it made that story better. Um, yeah, Michael Shannon's always great, even when he has to play a cartoon. Yeah, you're right about that. I, do, I don't care for villains that don't have a point to them. Like if Michael Shannon was earlier in his life if his wife was killed by a fish person his makes character sense. Yeah. would make a little bit of sense but there was no it was just evil for evil's sake right right um but it is i, I mean which i guess you know it works in a way because just basically a fairy tale right but right yeah, you gotta you gotta put this is 2017 well it's 2018 now even more was... reason to put some depth into the character um all right yeah let's wait what we're casting shape of water first Whatever you want to do. I mean, I think you absolutely you have to have James Spader in the Michael Shannon role, right? <laughs> yeah, that's James Spader then. Are we? How are we doing this? Do we want to do James Spader then? I guess James Spader then, but either way, yeah, James. Either Spader's... way, it's James Spader. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, he's gonna. Say he's gonna hit he's... it out of the park. Yeah. Let's when we do this, let's do their past versions. Okay, that's fine. Uh, let's see what else. I, well, the Sally Hawkins has to be Diane King because I don't think yeah. there's any other women in this movie aside from the twin girls. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna give you a left field one. Okay. Uh, Octavia Spencer, uh, Harold Ramis. That works. Yeah, yes. I think that would work. Uh, yeah. Of course, that we just significantly uh, both removed a, a woman from the cast and a and a person, a person of color. Of color. Yep. So good job. But guys. we have no choice when we're picking a movie from 87, really. 
<laughs> starring Diane Keaton, even more so. Um, yeah, well, Richard. I think Richard Jenkins is the part. Is I guess Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard. Yeah. But Pat Hingle kind of works. I think Pat Hingle. Oh, may, yeah. I, maybe you're right. Everybody's going to have to go look up Pat Hingle, but yeah. Because he's he's a character much like Richard Jenkins. He's a character actor, and he kind of works in that that really weird <laughs> character that Richard Jenkins played. The kind of not put upon, but just life wasn't great to him. Yeah. Yeah. And he would he would hit it out of the park when he's feeling better when he gets fish parts on him. And yeah, Sam Shepard not really not really an actor. I mean, he's not, I, I can't I don't know who he is. Is he, he a playwright? Yeah, he. But I mean, he's acted in a ton of shit. But um. But yeah, he you know he's really he's fine. I'm gonna say Mary Grosser play the fish. Okay. Just because her has, name's gross. She, her name is gross. She was in Saturday Night Live. Those people are supposed to be able to do pantomime because that's why I watch Saturday Night Live for their pantomime sketches. That's yeah. I remember uh, Moment Sean's on there all the time. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you watch the old? We did watch an old Saturday Night Live for this show, right? But did it have yeah. the Muppets on it? The one we watched, I can't remember. Have you seen those uh, Muppets? Yeah, they're sketches? weird. They're, they're really not very good. I I know that the there was a clash of personality, and and I don't know. If, that's the story of why it didn't, the Muppets didn't go to the second season. I know John Belushi hated it. Hated it. Like, he just didn't like puppets? Yeah, I don't know. I think he thought the the whole uh, storyline and everything was stupid. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> well, I mean, it was kind of... I mean, it's so easy to make fun of Saturday Night Live now because they take easy choices most of the time. I feel like they they take the safe choice. Yeah. But that was not a safe choice. I mean, Muppets as a an adult, as an adult thing, where it was just not something you in America you th- thought of. No, I so know that was not a safe choice at all. So you have to give Lauren Michaels some credit. And also, for that. Muppets still going. John Belushi dead. So I guess yep. they had the last laugh. I, I actually watched last night's Saturday Night Live. Most of it, anyway, uh, just because Bill Hader was the host, and I wanted to see him do Stefan on. Weekend update. Your favorite character from Saturday Night Live, I know. Did, did and, he do it? Yeah, he did. Okay. Uh, and they had John Mulaney back to write for it, I guess. Um, but uh, but I swear to God, man, you you should watch an episode of Saturday Night Live, like current season. Just watch the news and see how terrible these two news anchors are at their delivery. It's awful. Like. Even some of the, you know, it's not like the jokes are great, but like with a good, somebody who could do a good delivery, it could make them land. These, oh, I don't know why they have these jobs. Anyway. And one guy's the head writer. Yeah. Stick to head writing. You ain't I no watched Tina the Fey. opening. The opening was okay, but it wasn't good enough for me to want to watch any more of it. I missed the very first sketch. Yeah. John Goodman was in, it was played Rex Tillerson. So when does that come out, the revival of Roseanne? I don't know. It's got to be sometime soon. I'm guessing it's April. Sometime in March. Oh, I thought it was, was in it March. March. Maybe. Maybe. March almost over, so yeah. I don't know. I'll be interested to check it out. Yeah. Has uh, Whitney Cummings writing for it, so that actually made me more interested, even though I didn't care for her show. Either of her shows, because didn't she do Two Broke Girls as well? Yep. Yep. No. Yeah. Her shit was awful. Um, but, 
I think, yeah. Yeah, I want to see it. I mean... And I th- I like that, that she's able to make fun of herself for it being awful. Like, I've heard her talk about Whitney and being... I don't know, remember exactly what she said, but she was lighthearted about it and wasn't, you know, defensive or yeah. didn't want to talk about it. So, good for her. And she's she's pretty funny in other other places. I don't know why I didn't care for that show so much. Well, I do know why. It wasn't very good, but I don't know why... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like Mulaney either. So I still have well, Mulaney was terrible. Something from him that I like, aside from the thing he does with Nick Kroll. Um, yeah, his stand-up's funny. Is it? That's yeah. I should watch it so to get a better a better idea of what why people like him. Yeah, or just watch Stefan. All Stefan yeah. on. Yeah, I could do that too. Just do the, yeah, watch the Stefan clips. I'm sure somebody made like a super cut. Um, anyway. Yes, yeah. casted most of Shape of Water, and I'm trying to think. I I don't know I don't, that there was anybody else worth casting, not, right? Nothing important. Yeah, there's just yeah. I I I don't know. I this is a case where sometimes we do this, and the movie is improved, and I I don't think Diane Keaton would be as good. No, Diane Keaton wouldn't work. Uh, the rest would be fine, I think. Yeah, just I'm not excited about seeing this movie. No. Me either. Not going. Oh crap! What? I just thought of what we're doing in the second half, and it. Oh boy. Anyway. What? I just realized who was going to be cast in movies in the second half, and it's kind of exciting. Oh, all right. Well, now we have to cast uh, Baby Boom with The Shape of Water. Once again, having not seen Baby Boom, I'm just gonna. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I I think. I think my initial idea was it would have to be Sally Hawkins, but I think I'm going to go your route. And I want Octavia Spencer to be in the lead of Baby Boom. Yeah, let's give it to Octavia Spencer. Change it up, racist 80s. That's, that's a more interesting concept all the way around. Although, yeah, I think it is. I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, and but I'm what, assuming Dr. Jeff Cooper is the love interest without reading the... Gotta uh, be, yeah. So who is her love interest from? Oh, Michael Shannon. That's nice. You think? I was thinking Michael Shannon and James Spader would just do a swap, but I don't know what. Yeah, oh, right. I don't know, don't what, know what James you... Spader is in this. Yeah, uh, but I don't. From Shape of Water, who's a better love interest than that? I don't know what Doug Jones is like, and that's true. The Fish Man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what he would be like without his outfit. So I think Michael Shannon is the best love interest. Oh, I, I meant the Fish Man in his outfit. I think that would be interesting. But then you just have the same movie, I guess, The Shape of Water. <laughs> yeah. With a yuppie. Instead and of a cleaning woman. Here's the, and I actually, I think we should change Baby Boom entirely. I don't think, I think Doug Jean should be in this movie as the fish man, but he should be playing the baby. Yes, as the fish man, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Christina Kennedy, Michelle Kennedy, you've been replaced by the fish man. Sorry, and, uh, baby actors. Octavia Spencer, she uh, inherits a fish man from a distant relative. That, yeah, that's much better. Okay. This is a movie I'll watch. So now we, yeah, I would definitely watch this one. And and we have Michael Shannon as a love interest. As far as I know, not a role he's ever done. So that would be interesting. Um, Harold Ramis part, we will, I, I say I would give to Richard Jenkins. I think he could probably yeah. pull off some Whatever. light comedy. Mm-hmm. I think he has in his career. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, uh, Oh, Spader will get to Nick Cersei, who is actually pretty good at playing a, a jerk, who played General Hoyt. Wait, Nick Cersei? 
Where is he's, he's been in a bunch of stuff. I'm looking yeah. I'm looking him up. Oh, that is a terrible IMDB picture. I know. <laughs> what the fuck? Let's just do a close up of my pores. Oh, he, was, he was in three billboards as well, playing some kind of priest. Oh yeah, okay, I know who he is. Um Yeah, and then who knows? Who knows how many of these people you actually have to cast? Right. For baby well, I think we, cause... we've got the important ones. I mean, I don't know. Does anyone else from the cast have a good voice? Because they they could be the narrator. Can... Well, Sally yeah. Hawkins could. Yeah, I guess. That's, we have a. We don't know how she sounds since we've only seen her in Shape of Water, but I'm sure she can speak. Yeah, wait, wait. I do want to look her up again. Let me see. Have I seen her in anything? I'm gonna look at her filmography. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, she was in Godzilla. I've heard good things about Paddington. Oh, yeah, me too. I won't watch it ever, probably, but I've heard good things as well. I think uh, we should do a Paddington episode. Oh, well, there are two now, so we can compare them. All right, it's done. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen her in anything. Oh. Well, sorry, Sally Hawkins. You don't do it for me. I guess. Enough for me to watch your older stuff, anyway. Uh, Baby Boom with a Fish Man is a movie I want to watch. Yeah, me too. And in fact, it's a movie I want to write. And that is, this this story is a little less run-of-the-mill than The Shape of Water. I think you can agree. What happened to... No, it's just as run-of-the-mill. Yeah. What happened to yuppies? Like, what is the term now? I don't even know what it is. Just assholes. Like, what's their next like what, next what, term? Like, what are they called now? Yeah, yeah. So yuppies in the 80s, they are... Oh, what are they? Are I know, they just that's old? what I'm saying. They're like... What is the current... I mean, I guess they're just like tech bros and tech women. Oh, no. Women. People... That, they're, yeah, but I think people still say yuppie, don't they? Or is that... I haven't heard it forever, but... I mean, you obviously know what it means when if somebody was to say it. I just don't hear people using it. So, I guess it be, because it became so much. There's so many people who moved to cities when they got out of college compared to back then when everyone was moving to the suburbs. Yeah, the yeah. Professional didn't have as much of a meaning. But my question is, what happened to yuppies themselves? Like, what happened to the people who were considered yuppies in the, like in 1987? They would be at the time they're like let's say 30. So this is they're in their 60s now. Do they have a name now? Um, people who ruined the country and voted Trump in, most likely. I guess Isn't that's that, not fair. That, that's kind of terrible. What is the, like, the, yeah, it's true, though. People who are yuppies overwhelmingly voted for Trump, and that is disgusting. Yeah. Because they weren't voting for, maybe they were voting for Reagan and Bush. I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. I know you don't, you don't own a house, but still, like, this Trump's tax cuts that were supposed to be so amazing. He like really fucked people who own houses with this, um, with the limit on your, uh, deductions. Because like, if you owned a house before you could deduct all kinds of shit. Now it's like a limit of what? $10,000. Oh, I didn't know that is nothing. Yeah. Uh, Back to you being wealthy. $10,000 is apparently... No, for a deduction. You spend that every week on dinners. (laughs) For what you could get for for your house, like deductions for that, $10,000... I mean, it's all about not having to pay a shitload, really. Anyway, 
I'm sorry, we all know Trump is great. I don't know why. I'm nitpicking his tax plan. He cares. Do you think that the, the noose is starting to tighten and things are going to come to a head? Speaking it of Trump. seems like, I mean, Mueller's not giving up. He's still doing shit. I, but I don't know. I just, if it's coming from Mueller and it's, you know, it's a legal thing, maybe, but I don't think the Republican, nobody cares about him having an affair with a porn star or what, you know, I'm in, yeah. in his party. I mean, like everybody's still, they're circling the wagons. Like, yeah, I don't understand. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I guess a lot comes down to how bad, what the midterm elections are like that will decide a lot of stuff but on both sides. Like if the midterm elections are bad for the Republicans, they're going to stop defending Trump. Yeah. 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 But I, I like I've said before, I don't know, man everybody's like, oh, we're going to fucking kill him in the midterm elections. I don't get cocky. The Democrats are so fucked up. I don't, they can't, they can't win anything. All they do is like fight amongst themselves about dumbass shit. Well, on a positive note, they won the special election in Kentucky and Pennsylvania. They did. I was so happy about the Pennsylvania. Although is that being contested or is it, is it a done deal? uh, I don't know. They, they had, talks of being contested but i've never heard the end of that so i'm not sure but it doesn't really matter it's more a, a symbolic yeah yeah win because it's only going to be four months of holding office and then it's, everything's redistricted redistrict because of gerrymandering right right which was another big blow to the republicans yeah although yeah, wait tried to... has that gone to the supreme court yet weren't they talking about it went to the pennsylvania supreme court right I don't right know if talking about going further up or not i don't I know we'll why say. they would although i guess maybe the the uh federal supreme court is more stacked <laughs> uh conservative but yeah, yeah but I, it feels like this is the kind of thing that they wouldn't mess with but maybe i'm wrong well they yeah they're stupid too don't get me wrong that the democrats have nothing on republicans when it comes to stupidity but yeah i was really happy about the that pennsylvania and this and the redistricting is going to like really turn Pennsylvania around or the, I don't know if you call it redistricting the, uh, the retro district districting. <laughs> yeah. Fixing the, yeah. The, the, the foul gerrymandering. I mean, it's not going to, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to make it more fair, more reasonable. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I would watch this version of baby boom for sure. I would not watch the version of shape of water with Diane Keaton. Um, we didn't even give Harold Ramis anything in that, did we? Did, did we make him the the fish yeah, man? We, no, Harold Ramis was the Octavia Spencer role. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That Our one effort would, to... would not be as interesting, but... No. All right. I'm going to... Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to write this. It's going to be called Fishman Boom. I think that worked. Nobody even know that it was a mashup. Nope. But the two of F- us. FM Boom. The two of us and uh, the five people listening. Yeah, who will forget about it as soon as this goes out of their ears. Um, was that our whole first half? Did we? Yeah. Did we... yeah. Oh, yeah, we went We went plenty of time. Okay, yeah, then let's take a break, and then we'll do my movies that we're uh, recasting, which Pat has not seen one of, I believe. But um, we'll be right back after these non-messages. We had a comrade 
a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamira to computers wearing earphones. Oh. He almost died for conversation. Hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. We're back, uh, and now we are going to recast uh, Raising Arizona and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. So when we matched these two together, I did not think of the Coen Brothers connection. <laughs> so oh, shit, yeah. Laugh. And the, the fact that Holly Hunter is involved at all just made me laugh, too, because she's so awesome. Well, yeah, and then, so we obviously have, okay, which one? let's do Raising Arizona first. We're I mean, gonna cast Raising I, Arizona with three billboards, yeah. Yeah, I think uh I think it's both ways it's like Holly Hunter for uh Francis McDormand straight up switch, right? Well maybe not. We'll we'll look more at three billboards. Um Well the thing is is there is there because the Holly Hunter character in three billboards is younger. And I don't know if Francis McDormand really fits in that role, but I guess she could. Yeah, let's look at more of the list oh you know who would be hilarious because i just gotta find her on here damn it i don't know that she's listed son of a bitch Um, you can click and see more casts no i know um where are you because i don't know oh there she is all right tell me what you think of this sandy martin in the holly hunter role uh, no, I don't know who Sandy Martin is. That's why you got to click on her, dude. Where is she in Three Billboards? Yeah. Let me see. Under more cast. <laughs> I know who Sandy Martin is. Yeah. She has crazy mother on lock for everything. This makes it an entirely different movie, but a really fun movie. So I'm going to go with this for sure. Yeah. Yes, I like that. And, for and those who Philly. watch, yeah. For those who watch uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, she plays Max Mom. Um, and she basically plays Max Mom in Three Billboards as well. Um, only slightly more racist. Yes, I like that. Uh, She's been on in stuff since the, like the late 70s. She's been around forever. I wasn't... You know how some older actresses are, uh, are just come out when... Or not just actresses, but older actors where they're popular and they never were anything before. But that's not the case with her. She's been around forever. Which anyway. is weird because I don't recognize her. No, no. Before, um, yeah. Before but she it's might have changed. Sunny. Like you know, as she got older, she might have changed more than other people do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a great Holly Hunter. Yeah, role. it's an, an entirely different movie, which is really fun. Okay, and then Nicolas Cage. Um, I know I'm trying to make this interesting, but I don't really see. Anybody other than Sam Rockwell? Well, maybe well, Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson could pull it off. Yeah, let's do Woody Harrelson. He has. I think Woody Harrelson and uh, Sandy Morton work better together in this as a weird, team. Yes. Creating. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so who else do we have? Uh, oh, Nathan Arizona Senior 
That's you know the that's the real estate guy, right? I mean the furniture guy, right? Yeah. You, okay. you know what I say? That's Francis McDormand. We're gonna flip genders. That works. That's I, fun. I think that's good. <laughs> she could what do that. What does Francis McDorm- Francis McDormand play in in Raising Arizona? Oh shit, she plays Dot. I didn't realize she was actually in it until I looked down. Oh my god, I don't even remember that. Dot. Well, look, click on Dot because that'll tell you, right? Like, uh, these are quotes. I just don't remember. Oh, it's right? just quotes. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Yeah, me too. Jesus, yeah, I didn't remember she was in that either. Oh, that's crazy. Um, but let's not do a one-for-one one swap there. I like her as no, no, Nathan Arizona no, Senior. Yeah, that's that's what that's part of the fun because she's, you know, she's older now, so she's playing a different different role. Yeah, yeah, that works. That works as her. That would be a very funny movie with her being. I think maybe she plays a grandmother instead, but still, it works. And then, oh yeah, there's this weirdo who, this other weird dude in. Uh, you know what he would be perfect as? I'll, I'll tell you. So this Caleb Landry Jones, he played the brother in Get Out. Okay, like yeah, the yeah, weird, yeah. He would be perfect as John in the John Goodman role because that dude's kind of crazy. Didn't uh, John Goodman? Didn't he ride with someone else, or was it just him? He did. Um, I think it was. I thought it was two other people. Maybe it's only. Oh, so one of them is William Forsythe. Yeah, William Forsythe. Um, well, would. Caleb Landry Jones be better as the William Forsyth character that like the oh but there has to be someone to be the John Goodman character oh it, you know what it I'm could be Sam Rockwell you. but yeah no what? I'm gonna disagree with you I'm gonna say Zell Joe Ivanek should be the John Goodman character because he's really good at playing like evil crazy and then the the who you say should be the the William Forsyth do you recognize the Zell Joe yeah Ivanek? I know who he is yeah he was I know exactly yeah that's perfect okay so wait. Who is who is Zyle Joe? Wait, who did you say he was? John Goodman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's so those two are, are working together to find the baby, and they're both pretty weird. Oh, Randall Tex Cobb. Remember him in uh, Raising Arizona? Oh yeah. Oh man, this Damn, is hard. That well, all we really have left is oh, Sam, Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. And so that works. That works. That's perfect. So. <laughs> Riding that motorcycle. <laughs> oh, this is a movie I would definitely watch. <laughs> I think both movies will be watchable. I uh, think so too. <laughs> yeah, especially looking at the remembering the cast for Raising Arizona. Now, who is uh, who's Sam McMurray play? I forget. Is wait, let me look his picture up. Um, oh, geez, it's that dude. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember who. I mean, I don't remember his character in it. In oh, Raising I think he Arizona. was in prison. He was a friend in prison. Okay. Uh, well, I don't think we need to cast him from Three Billboards necessarily. I well, think. I'm going to put uh, Peter Dinklage in that role just to have yeah, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage, I forgot. That would be pretty fun. Damn, this is a this is a great movie. Why do, <laughs> Why does Hollywood not hire us? <laughs> this is a really fun and MM at Walsh. I don't really remember his character. I guess it's just a, a quick. Uh, yeah, oh, he's he, probably. He works, a... in the, he works in the machine shop with with Nicolas Cage. I just think we should cast him because he's such a funny actor. Wait, I don't even see him on the list. He's, Is he under? Uh, C C full cast. Is that where you found him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where he's are just you? one of those those dudes that. Uh, wait. 
oh, I'll just, that's easy. Nick Cersei can play that role just fine. Okay, he's, yeah. That's funny that he's in... Wait, yeah, he's in two of the four movies. <laughs> so, um, <thanks> for <laughs> I think that's a good cast for that's Raising a, Arizona. Yeah, that's a really good cast. All right. Directed by the Coen brothers. Um, Again. Yeah. And and just use the exact same script. Mm-hmm. You're you're fucking golden. Um, well, you have to change it a little bit because it's you're switching genders with Nathan Arizona Senior, but pretty much the same script. I mean, I think with the Coen brothers, they could actually just still say it's Nathan Arizona Arizona Senior, <laughs> and not even mention that it's a different gender. <laughs> Which makes it awesome because Francis McDormand is so great. <laughs> I mean, it's a shame to have to replace Holly Hunter, but Holly Hunter's going to be in three billboards now. Yeah, and okay, so that is the easiest one. She is Frances McDormand in three billboards, for And sure. no offense to Frances McDormand, but I think she can do better, and I haven't even seen three billboards yet. I just love Holly Hunter so much. I love Holly Hunter, too. I don't know that she could do better. I think she could do it, for sure. Um, do her own thing. What's that? Yeah, do, do her, her own, own thing with it. Um yeah. Okay. So that one's easy. Okay. Caleb Landry Jones, the brother from Get Out, who plays Red Welby. Uh, I don't know why he's second build on this IMDb, but uh, I think it's going to be a straight swap, and you put the young William Forsyth in that role. Okay. Yep. Yeah. A lot of he he was pretty he was pretty creepy and funny back then. I'm, I'm sure he still is, but you know what I mean. Well, the weird thing is that on this they have. Like on for three billboards on IMDb, their cast is all really weird. Like Carrie Condon as Pam, I don't even remember who Pamela was, and I've seen three billboards twice, so I don't know why she's listed third. Um, oh, I guess she was the Woody Harrelson's wife, maybe. I guess because she's famous. Um, well, that doesn't explain why Willa Harrelson is so far behind Latino number two. Yeah. So yeah, I don't get. Um. I don't get it. We're going to skip her um, for now. Okay. Because I don't. Um, Sam Rockwell. Okay, let's go. Ooh. Nicolas Cage, right? I guess so, yeah. Uh, that makes it a really different movie as well. Wait, wait. As, does Nicolas Cage work better? Because I haven't seen it, but I, I know he's the deputy and Willie Harrell is the sheriff. Is that right? Don't give me too many stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So does Nicolas Cage work better as the deputy or the sheriff? And would John Goodman be one of the two? I, you know what? John case... Goodman would be perfect as Woody Harrelson's role. Okay. Okay. That, I that say Nicholas Cage as Sam Rockwell. Nicholas, uh, the. And the... remember, this is Nicholas Cage back then, and he's not the same kind of crazy person he is now. So That's it, true. It actually, kind of works. Um. Yeah. No. That'll that'll work perfect. So Nicholas Cage in the Sam Rockwell role. Um. I feel like for the Woody Harrelson role, you have to have a little more heart, that, which is mm-hmm. why John Goodman is perfect. Um, all right. Then who else? Who are the other? Okay. We, so we got the Dink, too. Um, who, wait, no. Abby Cornish, I think, was... Oh, my God. I don't fucking know, dude. Um, maybe she was Woody Harrelson's wife. These people don't matter. Why are they... It doesn't appear as if this movie passes the Bechdel test. Huh? <laughs> oh, it definitely does pass the Bechdel test. Uh, does it? Okay. Oh, yeah. There are two women talking not about men in here. Okay. I, just it's, The cast is so top-heavy with men, I wasn't sure. Yeah, but the the woman she works with, uh, Frances McDormand in this at the store, uh, yeah, they... Okay, so who is that? Is that uh, I believe Abby, that's yep. Amanda oh, Warren. Wait. No, it's not Amanda Warren. 
Who the hell is it? It is a black woman. Maybe it is Amanda Warren. That doesn't... No, I think it's... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, not part of the big cast anyway. I, I mean, that's the thing. I think we got a lot... No, wait. We still have to do uh, Joe Ivanek, who plays one of the another one of the deputies there. All right. Let's see who we have left. Yeah. Uh, so who could that be? Um, oh, damn. I, well, text, uh, text, text Cobb. Cobb would be perfect because it's so not like text Cobb at all. Um, if you if you see it, you'll know it. Yeah, he would be perfect in that role. I know this is rough for you because you haven't seen it. Like with Baby Boom, it's easier because we have a basic idea of. Yeah. That's yeah. like such I have, a. I mean, I've basic seen trailers. Concept. I guess. I do want to see the movie. I, I need to watch it. But I just thinking of what that that uh, I don't know how to say his name. Zai Zai yeah whatever is as an actor and other things is like it just seems like Randall Tex Cobb could handle the role in a, a different way, but in a similar way at the same time. Yeah, I think Tex Cobb would be perfect. And then all right, the only other is there anybody? Oh yeah, uh, this, I f- feel like we got to give wait. We didn't give the dink roll yet. Yeah, you did. Uh, the dink roll was... Um, oh, I thought we did. I thought... Uh, Damn. Did we? John Goodman? Now I'm, now yeah, I'm John Goodman. John confused. Goodman is Woody Harrelson. I guess we didn't do the dink roll. I thought we had, because you did say the name. Damn. Um, it's not. Right. Wait, isn't that what we... I oh, know we were doing, yeah. Well, I guess we can do uh, Sam McMurray in, in the role of Peter Dinklage. Okay. Yeah, he's he would work better than William Forsythe. Well, William Forsythe is already playing uh, Caleb Landry Jones. Oh, that's right. Geez, see how lost I got on this because I'm like looking up these characters. Is there? <laughs> oh, and then so we should also do Sandy Martin, who plays um, who plays Sam Rockwell's mom in this. Oh. And Max mom on. Oh, always... I think I think another gender switch. I think M M Emmett Walsh. Would be a good father. Oh, that would be perfect. Of the Sam, yes. Sam Rockwell Yes, M. Emmett Walsh. You guys can look these people up and you'll know, see that we are dead on. And I'm, speaking of dead, I'm very happy to see that M. Emmett Walsh is still alive. I know. I'm surprised. I got the... Um, oh and God. he's in movies coming out this year. Four of them. <laughs> I got the... Oh, he is. Jesus Christ. He really has been working forever, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, I got the... Uh, motherfucker. What, what was it called? The Blood Simple uh, Criterion Collection. Uh-huh. And they... Yeah, they interview him in that, like, current oh, day. Cool. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good... Not quite as fun as the Raising Arizona with the Three Billboards cast. No. It, it'd be interesting to see Holly Hunter in that role, though. Yeah. Oh, she would. Of course, this is a great. different a different movie because we're th- we're talking about a young Holly Hunter in this role, which totally changes the movie entirely. Oh yeah. So it's a different movie, I guess. In this case, it's a sister instead of a mother, but still. No, no, she can still be a mother. I mean. Okay. No. Don't she, tell yeah, me too much. She, she has to. No, no. I'm not. That's not a spoiler. I'm just saying she she can still be a mother in this. Like. Okay. Who cares? All right. Um, 
Yeah. And I love Holly Hunter, so... Yeah, me too. She should be in more movies. What's her next movie? I'm going to click on her name. I, w- I was just re-watching some of The Big Sick last night, and she's so good in that movie. Oh, we were... Her... Wa- yeah, she is. We were watching Top of the Lake. I don't know if you saw that with Elizabeth Moss, like a TV series. Oh, it's a series. TV show now. Um, Holly Hunter was in the first season. I don't believe she was in the second season. But, like, I will say this. Uh, if you want to watch a show where you don't understand anybody's motivations for anything the entire way through, watch season two of Top of the Lake. Because I liked season one and season two. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with everybody in this movie? Or this series. Sorry. No, I'm done. Not to interrupt you, but there's a a show on HBO that I don't know if it came out or not, but Tim Robbins and Holly Hunter are in it. That's what she's done in 2018 called Here and Now. Oh, yeah, I don't know if that's out either. It was like a made-for-HBO movie? TV show, 10 episodes. Oh. And then uh, Incredibles 2 is the next movie she's doing. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I talked about it with... I don't think I talked about it on here. Maybe I have. I know I talked about it with past guest Steve Marcus uh, before, but The Incredibles really does seem kind of like a libertarian movie. It has those elements that kind of put me off. Uh, I think you have to look too deep to see them. Maybe. Because it's a fun movie. Maybe, but I definitely see them. Um, I mean, yes, you're not the only person to, to talk about it. But I, and I can see it when you when you set it out, but I don't think that's like – I think that's more subtext and it's not – it's kind of deep subtext. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's it, intended or, you know, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I don't think it's intentional subtext and I don't think it changes how fun the movie is for me. But if it's if it's in your face the whole time, I can see how it would for you. Well, yeah, I mean, it hit me what watching the movie when they're having the talks about, you know, about where exactly the point where you would think, oh, yeah, that's libertarian. Um, and mm-hmm. so it stuck with me through the movie as I was watching. And then so I think maybe not that the movie was bad. It just I it, think it's a case where ignorance is bliss. I didn't it didn't occur to me as I yeah. watched the movie because I'm too dumb. So perfect. No, I don't think it has anything to do with being dumb. I probably had been like arguing with some libertarian <laughs> on the message boards that day or something. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, this will be this will be a fun movie. I mean, really, I want to see the Raising Arizona with the uh, three billboards cast. Even though I love uh, Holly Hunter, it'd still be fun. But of the four of them, I think the one I most want to see is Fish Baby Boom. Fish oh, Man yeah. Baby Boom. Me too. No, that's that's gold, Jerry. Wait, so in Fish Man Baby Boom, I was envisioning that the director would switch over, so Guillermo de Toro would Oh, yeah. Fish. Fuck yeah, dude. But Got to. With, with the Raising Arizona, that means that um, – uh, what's his name? What's the director? Oh, yeah, the uh, three Martin billboards McDonough, guy. Mark yeah. and Dunno would be uh, remaking Raising Arizona. Is that – puts a little bit of a different spin from what I was thinking when we were talking about it. Yeah, in that case, I I think you keep the directors to their own films and just change the cast, because they both are would be better at, like, the Coen brothers would be better at directing Raising Arizona, and he would mm-hmm. be better, better at directing Three Billboards, regardless of the cast. So, yeah, keep right. the directors on those two. The other one, Switch, so that... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Guillermo del Toro, and then... Uh, whatever else awful movies that other dude did can do shape of water. Um, so the way we picked out these movies for those listening is we went to box office mojo and we took, 
like we looked at the list on like number 20 or number 40 something was Shape of Water and the same number was Baby Boom. And then for Raising Arizona, it was kind of one off from Three Billboards because the one for Three Billboards was Benji the Hunted, which sounded like a terrible horror movie and not something that would work well for this game. But I think it is a funny coincidence that Raising Arizona and Three Billboards were so close and they starred or didn't star, but Francis McDormand was in both of them. I think that's really funny and neat. Yeah. Yeah, this is always a fun game to play. If you get the right movies, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I think this time we did pretty pretty well. I think I think maybe Raising Arizona and Three Billboards was a little bit too much on the nose, but it worked yeah, pretty well. Yeah, too close to each other. <laughs> but um, but yeah, really, if I think this this is something we could do, you know, just start a production company remaking movies with <laughs> and switching casts. But I think the, the difficult part about this production company, I think it's going to take the most work for both of us, and we might need some outside help on this, is building the time machine so we can enable the young cast to be in the old movie. So we have to bring the script back and everything. Oh, it's not too difficult. I mean, And then there's the whole problem that when we come back, the second movie night might not have been made since we already made the first movie, even though it was a remake. But at the time, it wasn't a remake. It was the first time. So No, no. You just... Water- you're just creating an alternate timeline. You're not actually changing the past. And uh-huh. and like getting the younger cast is easier because time travel to the future is theoretically possible, whereas the past, you know, they have real doubts about that. So, so when we do it, they, they won't be so surprised when they see us. They'll just think we're from the time. Yeah. And okay. I think even better, we just do like, we just do the trailers with the new casts. So you don't have to, <laughs> you have to pay all that much money. Um, you know, it'd be like a funnier die thing. Anyway, I want to see the, the whole movie. Somebody with ambition, uh, get on that for us, please. Yeah, please, time machine, time machine aficionados, please write to us. Yeah, or you know, or just come visit us from the past. I don't know if I'm going to give my address out to people who can shift through time and probably murder me just for fun. Really? That's that's what makes life interesting but all right you live your you live your sad cloistered existence any way you want recommendations agents 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 uh you go first i will go first and i will recommend the death of stalin which we got to see a preview of last monday you know this one is this the guy from Veepers? yep yeah okay armando ianucci he was there uh, Neat. at the screening yeah to introduce it and um he he took a. I think he's a listener because he told people there that uh, if you like the movie, tell your friends. Wow! Just something we think... copyrighted, and he also said uh, if you don't like the movie, go fuck yourself. Oh, so definitely uh. a listener. Uh, but I did like the movie. Yes, um, Armando Iannucci, the guy who created Veep, uh, did In the Loop, some other stuff. Um, a British is... show that we actually did beep against. Is that in the loop? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That was him. Uh, yeah. It's funny. Uh, which, when you name a movie The Death of Stalin, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot unless people know who you are. Um, but the cast is, because I, I assume people are going to think it's a, a heavy drama, which it is not. I mean, there's heaviness to it, but it's a comedy. Um, you know, Steve Buscemi is in it. He's great. Um, Jeffrey Tambor, even though, you know, there's some questionable shit about his treatment of women. I'm not really clear on what he's done, but, um, 
he was good. Every the whole cast is great. Like a bunch of people I didn't even know. Uh, and it's a hard thing to make funny, but you know, I think he's. I think his world. I was telling Viv. I think his worldview is very similar to mine, where like people in positions of power are not necessarily anything. They're buffoons lots of times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he goes from you know that's just his basic premise and. It works great, yeah. Uh, I would I would recommend seeing the death of Stalin because especially since I know it's going to be a a hard one to market. Um, you should go see it; it's funny. And uh, what do you got? I think uh, this week I'm going to recommend an old book that I'm reading and I like a lot. Ross McDonald, The Moving Target, oh Lou Archer. Ross McDonald's really the best, yeah. Really, really good stuff. It's just. I uh, I don't know how where where is that written? Is that in the forty nine? So that's kind of in the middle of of the oh that's the early days stuff. yeah for him is it's it? early no I no, mean no, in I, his career it's early days I mean, yeah for hard boiled uh, it's yeah it's 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 pretty far after uh, Chandler and and Chandler Hammett. yeah Hammett, but it's before the death and it's it's very good and it's it's more risque than you think of from 1940s stuff. So that's fun. And it's, it's great because it has that noir stuff where the, the protagonist gets his ass kicked throughout the book. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's always <laughs> passing out and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I love, I love me some Ross McDonald and he's like his, it's not that he invented the style, obviously, like that was done, but like his dialogue is so cool too. Yeah. And he's yeah. funny. He has, he's funny. He yeah. He's really funny. Like, Lou Archer is a funny character. His, his, um, his observations are, are humorous and yes. in a, not in a ridiculous way. So no, it's and, kind of subtle. Yeah. And yeah, Lou Archer is a great, he's up there to me with, you know, Sam Spade and, uh, and, uh, oh my God, why am I blanking on, uh, Chandler's character, um, Marlowe. Marlowe, yeah, Philip Marlowe. Uh, what you don't hear is Lou, Lou Archer as much, I guess, because he didn't really get a film. Yeah, they didn't. Turn... No, they made movies about it, but not nothing as as, as big popular. as yeah. yeah. Oh um, man, not as many as I expected. There's been three Lou Archer movies. There really should be more. Yeah, especially considering how many Lou Archer books there are. It's um, crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, you can't go wrong with Ross McDonald. You can if you're trying to make a movie or a TV show. I There's guess so. one with Brian Keith, which is a, a terrible choice, even in '75 oh. for, for uh, Lou Archer, and then yeah. a couple movies. Man, someone should should option this for a modern day movie. It could be awesome. I mean, it's there's nothing about it that's that makes. I mean, obviously there's elements of the characters that would not work now, but there's there's plenty of you of could plot. update it for sure. Yeah, great movie. This is really. Unfortunate, because you're not you're not fighting against every anything. It's it's nothing has been made. Yeah. Oh well. Well, there's our second production company, all <laughs> yeah. Lou Archer movies, <laughs> or anything Rush McDonald wrote. I don't know if he wrote non. He did. He did yeah. do some. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's weird. Like I don't know what they were doing in the '70s, man. Like they did that. Uh, the uh, Long Goodbye with uh, Elliot Gould as Marlowe. Yeah, Dude, I, people love it. I don't care for it i don't like his like to me it's not from reading the books it's not even marlo he's like a mumbling kind of i don't know was it like a a meta like a response to the marlos that came before and they're trying to say something about that or was it just i think it was yeah but 
to me, it just didn't work that well. But yeah, people love it. I don't know. Whatever, it's fine. And then they had uh, they had Robert Mitchum play Marlowe in a couple uh, movies in the seventies, like late. You know, that was late for him. So yeah, that's a, a weird choice because in the books he's not that old. Yeah, no. in my mind. But although I have no problem with Robert Mitchum, no, ever, he's, but yeah, he's a badass. Anyway, um, all right. Well then, uh, time travelers, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail dot com. Pat will tell you the rest. And you don't have to write in the future so we get it. Then you can write right now. I don't mind. Or write from the past and just make sure it pops up in the on the in the inbox and it says nineteen seventy five. That's fine. Yeah, it'll be like uh, that like, Keanu Reeves uh, Sandra Bullock movie, which I just a few weeks ago listened to the. Uh, how did this get made? Uh, how did this get made? And it made me want to see the movie. <laughs> Uh, uh, like us on Facebook, rate us very highly on iTunes and possibly write a review if you are able. And most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Yeah. Take Armando Iannucci's advice. Tell your friends to listen. Um, that will do it next week. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know if we're doing the wire or get a life, but we'll figure it out. Next week is the first episode of the wire versus some episode of Hill street blues. Well, how about the first? I mean, I say we just do the pilot. Okay. If we're going to get into Hill Street Blues, might as well start at the beginning. Don't get confuzzled. Um, if we can't find Hill Street Blues, we'll... What? First episode of Beverly Hills Bunce, which I have on uh, DVD from 1972. Beverly Hills what? Bunce. Oh, Dennis Franz? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now let's not do that. I think you said Hill Street Blues is on Hulu, right? <laughs> it is, and I don't have Beverly Hills Bunce on DVD from 1972. Yeah, this I... is all a big joke. Oh. Well, now you've just disappointed me. Anyway. Oh, Bill Hader is in a new HBO movie? Yeah, yeah, or series, or movie. Yeah, I don't know what it is. They advertised so, it, of course, on the show I, last night. I thought of this as we were doing, because it's, it's it's an ad on on IMDb. Do you watch Sneaky Pete? Is it any good if you do? I don't know. I think we watched one or two episodes. I had a hard time getting into it. I guess it's people really like it, though. I have finished The Tick. Did you like The Tick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like to take a lot. I I want to f- check out Sneaky Pete. I like Brian Cranston, so I'm not a huge Giannavo, Giannavo. Giovanni Ribisi. I'm not either. So, but I'm not as much of an enemy as you are. So I look forward to maybe he'll change my mind. Yeah, I mean, give it a try. I don't know. It seemed a little slow to me. You know, I'll probably. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say we'll probably watch it. Continue. I who knows? I give up on stuff easily with so much content, but. Who cares? This is an off-air conversation. Jesus Christ. Until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.